0: Nonetheless, thank you so much and enjoy. Charles, my friend.
1: Hello. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for having me. Bro, I'm so pumped. I'm so glad you're here. Virtually I I here, like that is. is I'm coming. We're um, all virtually here,
0: yes. We're all virtually here, one and the same. One day there's going to be an in-studio And that when that in-studio happens You're going to be there too It's
1: going to be sick It's awesome With an audience With 100 people
0: mm, That sounds like an it's event It's all
1: our friends It's all, our friends. So <laughs> it's all, all of our like, friends in they're,
0: they're, from the distance Their peanut gallery straight Throwing peanuts Hey <laughs> Not the face Not the face like This the, is the, like money the money maker Like the
1: old school Shakespearean theater Like throwing tomatoes at the comedian Yeah, Let's bring it back
0: just like hits perfectly right on both nipples you're like oh yes that's this tasteful
1: exactly i
0: wanted <laughs> <laughs> oh man this is perfect we were off to a great start charles what
1: is your intention <laughs> what is your intention is it, my man. friend cool so the within the 10 seconds that i had to think about this intention i <laughs> I am this <laughs> <laughs> I am I'm divinely my intention will be I don't know, I feel like you you told me and you shared this intention, and then i I resonated with it heavily, just this intention of being raw, yeah, being unfiltered and and allowing like the most authentic version of myself to show and to bleed through, and then wow, allowing that most authentic version of myself to bleed through, accepting that that is what was (laughs) expressed in that moment and then moving to the next moment. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Perfect. Which is is new for me. I
0: always bring real and raw. And that's one thing I've noticed. I'm going to say my intention, but just speaking to that, that's one thing I've noticed about myself is when I am, being myself versus when I'm not and it usually pertains to the group of people that I'm around for example when I'm around you in in that group I just don't give a damn like the number of fucks have depleted like very drastically and it's when I start to give a fuck when I realize that I'm I'm very like trying to make every single word look a certain way, and I'm trying to appear a certain way. My energy, I have to like pull it back into a certain extent, and that naturally leading to my intention. Like, I just want to play, I want to be playful, I want to have fun, and I just want to be present. And when it's not those things, just being like, oh, look at that, it's not those things. All right, and here we are back, being in this present moment, in the next present moment, in the next one.
1: I think, um, I think connecting presentness and play is very important. Mm. Because when we're at play, um I heard somewhere that it, it takes like so many times to memorize something and to commit it into your into your deep understanding and deep deep memory. Yeah. But when we're performing that thing with play, it it requires significantly less number of times to imprint it and and to and to have it just established in your memory and in your in your knowledge and in your understanding. So I think play and presentness are just very connected. And when we're at play, we are more available and we have more opportunity to have a deeper level of learning and understanding. Um, I think play is really important. And it's, it's, I don't think it's used quite as much as it should be in a lot of practices.
0: Yeah, but I mean, that's the way it seems like society has almost like conditioned us to be in a way it's like playing the word play. I would most, most closely associate with like a child. Children play, they, they play with their toys. They play with their dolls. They, they, they're, they're imaginative. And then at some point it's like, all right, kid, it's time to put the toys away. It's time to grow up, go in, you know, finish your classes. Okay, now you finish your classes Now go and do the sports. And it's just like this very regimented thing. And then we completely throw the idea of play out of the way. And I remember when I was in college, I got to a point where I was just working all the time. I was schooling all the time. And through a series of events, found myself in a place where I'm just like, man, really? Like this is, there's gotta be more to life than this. And one day I actually went to Lake Eola, downtown Orlando, I'm sure you're familiar with because we've been there a few times <laughs> We're
1: familiar with. we've
0: been there a few times Not the first spot. Uh, do you you know Colin barto mm-hmm. yeah so i i was I was walking up to Lake Eola, and I saw some people doing what I now know as acra yoga at the time i was It was my first experience. I just see this like good looking bald dude like chiseled up like tattoos like He's very He's, so, he's such a, just a he good human. So but he's such a good looking Jack human so, being. Such a beautiful love guy. you, Colin. If you ever listen to this, I love you, oh. Dr. Carlin Bartow. He, uh, he was, he just like came up to me just like, oh, like happy giddy, like whatever. And, you know, for me, who's like very new to this, like whole concept and everything, I'm just like, huh? Like that's. And this thing, this other girl, like they're just like doing these really cool acrobatic things. I'm like, wow. And he walks up and he's just like, Hey, what's up? My name's Colin. Like, do you want to play? And I remembered when I heard that word play, I think I said these words and I was just like, I haven't had someone ask me to play since I was a kid. And to your point, not only is play forgotten, but There's probably some deep empirical evidence showing the ability, as you said, to mention between the the correlation between presence and play. And that maybe when we get in play, it's almost like the analytical mind starts to shut down. And we begin to tap into the parts of the brain where deeper learning starts to occur. So I could see that.
1: Yeah. And, you know, kids children are the have the most malleable minds of all of us. And, and they, they function, children function through play. As a, as a PTA, I'm a physical therapist assistant. I, I work with children. I, I work with pediatric physical therapy, working with um, severely autistic to mildly autistic children. And all of their work is through the filter of play. Whereas mm-hmm. like when I've done my outpatient internships, it's like, okay, we have this list of exercises to go through now. Here's exercise number one (laughs) and then okay and then they're performing the reps like one two three just to get through them but they're thinking they're over here they're like looking what's going on over there what's going on over there what's going on on my phone there's no like there's no connection with the motion but when i'm working with children if i say that if i'm like okay three sets of, of 12 reps go ahead they're like no, nah, I'm going to go jump off this like tower of mats over here, bro. I'm not going to like <laughs> sit here and count like reps with you. I'm so you have reps. to like create some sort of like scenario. You're like, like I, um, one of the scenarios that I create is like, um, these obstacle courses where they're like races and I'm doing it with them. And so I'm like doing the exercise with them. And I'm like, I'm like, you got to be quicker than me. Let's go. And I turn into a game or like, we're like like I put them on a like a, something called a scooter board and I'm like this is a race car and we're on like we're on a race and, and you gotta move faster than me and you gotta turn you gotta you gotta introduce everything through the filter of play and I think we still need that as humans exercise is a really good example of that um I find like my most effective exercising sessions are when I get into like you mentioned it the other day this flow state and I think the flow state is one of the closest things that we get to play as adults when we get into some sort of flow state and we're, we're just deeply ingrained with what, what we're doing. We're deeply ingrained with our activity. And, and it doesn't, nothing else matters except for the the focus and, 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 and the deep immersion in, in that singular activity. Um, and that's, I think flow state is play. I
0: think mm. That's what that, I read a book. I'm sure it's sitting up on my bookshelf somewhere. It's called Flow by Mihail, Mihail something. Somebody will know, but I don't remember his, his full name. It was Mihail something. It was, he has this really like German or Russian name that was very unpronounceable to me and clearly to the point where I, I've done a poor job at actually remembering it, but somebody knows. Um, anyway, he uh, in this book, because it goes like so, so deep into the science of flow, And I'm going to have to review it because I honestly, when I was reading it at the first time around, it was just like so above where I was thinking it was going to go like the the cognitive complexity of it was was good. It was just like my brain wasn't ready for it at that time. And one of the things I do remember, though, from the book, however, is that it talked about being able to find flow in any activity even the mundane. And ultimately there was, there was a few key attributes that ultimately allowed us to identify if we were in flow. One is obviously a complete and total loss of time. There is no presence whatsoever of time. It's like, Holy crap, it's been an hour. I thought it's been 10 minutes. That was one. Another one was uh, like an absence of self where it's, <clears throat> it's like the, the ego mind, the analytical mind has decided to go and and take a nap and it's sitting in the crib whilst the, you know, perhaps the spirit, the soul, the, the essence has now hopped in the seat and it's doing donuts around the, <laughs> donuts around the, around the court. It's like, yeah, I'm fucking going, I'm so pumped. <laughs> but inside of that, it's like being able to find ways to integrate that flow into other areas. So like, for example, even now, like in this podcast, like we can enter a state of flow if we allow ourselves, when we have a full absence of time, we have a full, like, I'm so centered with you. Like I can tell when I'm trailing off and I'm like, there's a thought, it's like, oh, I wonder if I needed to pay attention to that text. It's like, wait, that can wait. Like, this is what I'm doing. This is where I'm at. And kind of like to my intention about presence is being able to cultivate that and acknowledge when it's not that because that's one thing I've learned is that if something is kind of like nipping you in the butt whether it's emotionally feeling like sad or anxious or grief which amidst everything that's been going on with covid like I've had so many bits of that and I've realized that trying to ignore it the sh- the, the whisper turns into a shout and the shout turns into like this incapacitating physiological experience but the second that I was willing to acknowledge it, it starts to simmer and it starts to go away because it's like a it's like a child that has like that's like screaming and shouting for mom and it really what it wants is just someone to acknowledge it and to see it. And it's like hey, look at me, and you it's like what? And It's like hi, like oh, okay, <laughs> that's all you wanted. And the second, you acknowledge it. Whew, come back now. i I get to be back with with Charles in this moment and just having a conversation wherever it takes us.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's bringing it back to 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 children children are are just such a such a great reference for these kinds of things cuz I, I don't know if you remember i don't being a child when something's eating at you and and like you're like i have to i have to act on this it's like obsessive compulsive but to like the most like extreme degree you're like okay you have something in your mind and you're like i have to do this and then you do it you get through it and then you move past it and then you're like on to the next thing Mm-hmm. Very easily like, like when you're able to move through things, instead of moving away from things or around things, you're able to move through things and then into the next thing, like address it. I think that's a, that's a perfect way to explain it. I mean, I've been experiencing incredible amounts of anxiety on and off and, and I'm learning how to, when I feel it, be honest about it and, and sit with it and then, and then work through it and, and do, do some work with it. And, and move past it for, for, for whatever period of time until something else comes along. And then I look at it and I give it the attention and the love it needs once again and listen to it and then like look into it, look for what, what the kind of the deeper source of this anxiety or this insecurity or this feeling of, 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 of needing something, external that i can't currently see i'm like okay i feel like i i feel like i need something what do i need listen to it what what is it telling me that i need well maybe i just need to to remind myself how alive i am right now and and maybe i just need to experience within my physical body and and remember how how physically present i am and how right now in this moment i am safe and i am healthy and i'm whole and i'm here and and i am not currently in danger Mm -hmm. and and this is this is me right now and life is full of next moments but in this present moment i need to be reminded i am not currently sick i am not currently in danger and i i am loved and i am cared for and you have to tell yourself that just like you have to tell a child that you know with when a child is concerned, they just want this validation. They want this reassurance. And now we have the opportunity to provide that reassurance for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We ignore, just like you said, that, that, that victory in child within us. Then it grows and it gets louder. Like you said, oh man, I've experienced that so many times where I've, I have too much going on right now. I can't, I can't be anxious right now. I don't have time to be anxious right now. When I was going through PTA school that happened to me in a really big way. I was like, Oh, I have these tests I gotta take, I have this internship. I can't be anxious right now. This is not a good time. I don't got time for that. Not a good I don't got time to be anxious. And then it 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 as it like manifested deeper it turned into like this total panic kind of meltdown. I'm like, what is this? Like, is this me? Is this like this panic attack? Is is this me? I thought like I moved past this years ago. And then looking deeper, oh, I was, I was ignoring myself. I was neglecting myself in a big way. And this is important. This is much more important than these other little things, these other little tasks that I have. My mental health and, and my, my feeling of safety and, and security is much more important than that because it brings greater advantage and magnitude to the, to the, the other things that I'm doing in my life. Mm-hmm. So you can't neglect
0: there's a couple things and what you said I wanted to highlight the first is one to to address and acknowledge the, the little child that's running around in my head and potentially somebody who's listening to this part of my head went to man I hear so many birds in the background just chirping away and that was like yeah. pulling at me <laughs> and I needed to acknowledge it because now I've acknowledged it you know probably it won't be as bad but that was just like pulling in my attention I was just like man, I hear those birds and I hear the words you're saying, but man, I'm hearing both right now. My attention is split between the both of you. So now I've acknowledged it. and Now it's presence for me. And it, hopefully that will allow me to release it now. And I see it. That's the little inner, inner child saying right now. And to what you pointed out about, at least the way that I heard it was, you were going through, you were interning, you were going through your, you said PTA, right? Uh, PTA schooling, and you were having these experiences of like to the point where you had like crippling anxiety, it like panic attack. And in a way, whether you call it, you know, your inner guidance, inner knowing, or if those don't resonate with you, like just the biofeedback, like your your body is body talk, like it's talking to you. It, it may not be verbal, and that's what we've most closely associated a lot of our communication with, but I think I said what, like 60% of all communication, even just for example, in this interaction, is nonverbal. But when it comes to your body, it's pretty much completely, for the most part, unless you're really tapped into like your your gut intuition, you know, higher self, whatever you know, word you use for that. A lot of it is, it's aches and pains. Aches and pains are, I mean, you know more about this than I do for sure. You obviously think this is your field, but like aches and pains are oftentimes like, like someone's knocking on your door saying, hey, you're, your sprinkler, someone ran over, there's water shooting out. Like, you should probably address that. But we're just, like, looking at it. We're like, but the house isn't on fire. So. (laughs) Is there a
1: bear inside that? It could be worse.
0: It could be, yeah. And it takes, like, crisis. Like, you have to tear a ligament or you have to, like, dislocate something in order to actually deal with it. Like, why, why do we make ourselves last? That was that was a big lesson for me when I went to college. Like, I wish I would have had the amount of love that I do for myself now to where I could have said, I, the only reason why I need to come, I need to complete this degree in four years is because some expectation someone else has put on me. Like I wish I'd taken five years and like done a little bit less classes and taken a little bit more time to go inwards because that inward journey I see now more than ever is far more important than any degree that I'm also really not using now. I mean, like I take little bits of it, but I'm I'm not using my degree nearly as much as you know some people are. And in the process, I like really threw my health to the side because we don't talk about that in in our, in our you know in our education system at least where we're at. I don't don't think that it's probably, it's probably a national thing, but what the hell?
1: Yeah. And it's, it's really, it's, it comes down to, I think it comes down to learning. There are a lot of birds. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. It's really nice and relaxing. I spent a lot of time out here, but yeah, it's surprising because I'm in like the heart of downtown Orlando. So there's like a mixture of these like like very natural sounds of birds. Also, it's spring, so you know the birds are all getting it on, going crazy. Yeah, like that's, all mate mate. Oh! that's all <laughs> mating calls. That's all mating calls. This, this like all I hear all day is like the American version of "Hey, baby,
0: <laughs> yo, yo, you trying to Corona and chill? You you trying to Corona and chill?
1: <laughs> bring that bird booty over this nest. I got mad over here." <laughs>
0: Shake your tail feather. Meanwhile,
1: like, yeah, meanwhile there's also the sounds of like ambulances and helicopters, and I'm just like, okay, I guess this is this is life and spring 2020 funny right now. It's just like the the most unusual mesh of sounds, but whatever. We're <laughs> going back to what you see the as well. <laughs> But going back to what you said, I think it comes down to, like, what, what is learned and then unlearning and relearning after you, like, choose your learning, after you get the opportunity to choose your learning. Because for a long time in life, we don't choose our learning. We have our learning chosen for us. And then if we get the opportunity, if we're privileged enough, really, to meet the right people or connect with the right people or, or, or search for the right people, then we have this opportunity to recognize that um, there, although there is some value in what we learn, the real value in learning is 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 a deep self learning and, and a deep understanding of of, of oneself and, and a deep relationship with mm. oneself. And 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 then it's there's a confusing time that comes after, like, man, why did I why was I fed all this BS and. And then, you know, like you gotta just let it go and then you gotta put the new work in. What's the new work? The new work is, is a deeper relationship with oneself, a deeper understanding. And it can come at any point in somebody's life, you know what I mean? It can come at, for you, uh, uh, what was like the age of like 21, 22, I think I met you when you were like 19. I don't know, you were very young, right?
0: Has it been that long, yo?
1: yeah yeah i think it was when i first met you doing acro yoga you were very young i don't
0: remember what age you were i I mean i guess that would have had to have been because i got into acro yoga in 2017 so maybe i was 20 but it doesn't feel like i've known you that long but i guess it's it's been that long you know what it was though is we, we've been friends, but we haven't been close until recently. Like as close when I say close, is like as close as I'd like to be, where we're actually like communicating on a reg. Normally it was like in between like Frisbee sessions or doing some macro, but it wasn't until like Okeechobee when, at least I think like we did like Frisbee and stuff, but it wasn't until Okeechobee when like the real bonding, I think started to occur. And that was when I realized that there was like a, a soul brothership, like tribal pack connection and that was when things started to shift and that was also when I realized how at its core now one of the most important things on the planet to me is my is my pack, is my community.
1: Yeah that was that was definitely a solidifying event for our our relationship and our connection. For for me it it started with you asking me to go to a show with you or you just sent out some feelers for like, hey, do, does somebody wanna go to this like concert with me? And um, <laughs> yeah, and I was like, well, like this, I don't know, I don't know Wolf well, um, but I like him a lot and, and I, yep. his energy is great. And I love this music. And I feel like we're both going to dance hard. Because oh, yeah. I I love and I feel like he for sure. Is I didn't know about that up. about you then. Yeah, you probably, yeah, you probably couldn't just assume it. But I love going hard. I love going hard so much. For me, it's one of like, <laughs> the most liberating and mindful. Oh, no, who's mowing their lawn? This is not a good time. No, I, think, <laughs> I think it's a tree sweeper. I think they're just passing by.
0: Oh, that's actually oh, faint I, I can't really hardly hear it oh
1: good 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 I hear it pretty loudly over here but when uh yeah when when you came over to, to my house when I was living at the old house over here on the east side near UCF and we chilled in my in my kitchen and we talked for a long time and then we're like let's go we're going out to guilt or Roxy's or whatever it's been called over the years yeah and We went super hard and we lasted about 45 minutes and then got kicked out.
0: It was very swift. Honestly, it was, was, I think it was, was you're the only person I think I've gotten kicked out of somewhere with.
1: Really, I've been kicked out of clubs more times than I am okay with. Because (laughs) I don't think any of them are valid at all. They're all situations in which I'm dancing and I'm not hurting anybody. I'm not kicking anybody. But I am making good use of my space that I yep. have in that dance floor. And somebody's like, Bro, you're going too hard. Like you gotta you gotta go. Like you're you're too intense. And I'm just like, This this is dubstep. Like what what do you think? How do you think people are supposed to move? To... Like am I supposed to be like, mm, yeah. <laughs> it's a show, huh? Yeah.
0: Very
1: uh-huh, good. Yeah.
0: Like,
1: it's bigger, keep it up. No, I'm gonna
0: arms and legs and hell oh, your ears no, are getting into it everything
1: your wiggle la, 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 la. yeah you gotta go hard and then when i saw you go hard too and i was just like okay that's my boy like this, is, this <laughs> like, we're gonna we're going to we're gonna we're gonna go dance together and then when i realized you were going to oki that like so like my excitement for Oki, like if this is a graph of my excitement for Oki, I'm like, oh right, I'm pretty excited. And then hearing that Walt's gonna go gah, like way more excited. And um and and then going to Oki with you, just experiencing that with you was was just incredible.
0: I do that entire experience was set up for perfection. I mean minus all the what we believed were like communication like breakdowns just in the beginning like trying to get you know i think there's 10 cars of us trying to get us all to okeechobee this
1: oh yeah the intensity of trying to get in there is so much but it was was, so worth it and there were multiple times that my group was like dude this is like are you sure like i don't i don't know if we can i don't know if we should do this let's just go in let's just go in and i'm like no we're waiting like we've gone this far we're we're going in with them we're going in as this group and we finally made it work and we like worked to make that work we're like, oh yeah we ended up at like this super pack gas station a bunch of cars and um we got like this line of five four or five cars you have another line of four or five cars and, yep. <laughs> and 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 there's all these like lines everywhere and this mess of, of people and it's like, it's like coming down to it and, and we're like not really sure if you're going to make it. And I'm like, 10 more minutes, 10 more minutes, 10 more minutes, 10 more minutes. And then I get the call like, yo, we're heading around the corner and we jump and it just clicks and we all connect and we're all there after all that hard work. And then and then the, the fruit of that labor, being able to be with you guys at Okeechobee and having that beautiful tent set up and that beautiful community and that beautiful village that we created in such a perfect spot that was really like your squad that you had met in previous Okies, it really made the experience I know in a big way for me and and my girlfriend Jenna and Siga and Junior and the people we were with. I know it, it just elevated our experience in a in a big way to be able to be in a in a cohesive group of people who all were had a similar intention of creating safety, creating community, creating and creating Um, space for Mm. allowing every possibility of experiences to occur. Mm. And that's what needs to happen.
0: I remember when we did get that 10 person, 10, 10 car squad in, it was funny that we were like, it, you know, took, it took what it took. And then when we actually set up, we got like one of the best parking spots in the house and they put us right next to each other. We had, as you mentioned, this massive commune and now more than ever, in the beginning, now more than ever, music festivals are and anything like that has always been a knowing for me that yes, there's music, yes there's arts, and yes, there's all these things, but i I've come to find that it's when I begin to find yet another puzzle piece of who it is that I am because I feel like we come into this world as this whole complete divine being, and at some point, all of the opinions, the uh the cultural in in genderization and 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 diversity and and beliefs and and everything that's kind of projected onto this child, what comes as this like beautiful thing, we start putting all of our things on top of and saying, this is your religion and this is the clothes you're gonna wear and this is your socioeconomic status and these are your parents and these are the friends that you're gonna get and this is the school you're gonna go to and these are the classes you're gonna take. Like you, you give them all these things. We don't treat them as agents in their own life. We treat them as, oh, you're just a child. You don't know anything. Let me tell you how to live your life. And at a certain point we realize we, you know, we get at least for me, my experience was, I think, um, you know, many might resonate with this Is you get to the point where maybe high school, maybe earlier, but even after college, you've, you've done all these things, but you forgot how to be what in, in your core you are, which is being a human being. And for me, I feel like now the journey is finding all the puzzle pieces, putting them back together and being able to look at this image and being like, I'm not, somebody who needs to be driven by validation i'm not somebody who needs the approval of my family not that i can't have love with them but as long as i'm seeking a validation from them that's not love because you can't have two things exist in the same place as long as i need something from you i'm not doing it from love i'm doing it from needing something and at okeechobee i my intention was really to become more into who I am. And I noticed like a lot of self-consciousness in the beginning and, and like spending time with you guys and like doing yoga and doing acro yoga and throwing the Frisbee and running around and being barefoot and just being an absolute hooligan, listening to music, dancing and everything else. All of it came together for me on Sunday, the last day when through, uh, quite a bit of effort, we were able to get every... (laughs) <laughs> released for the most part, most of our people together for that live Son Holo concert. I remember getting there and I was with a couple of people. The music was going, but like a part of my heart felt like it wasn't fully there. And I was like trying to like text you guys. and I was trying to text a moon and get everybody. And finally, like through our own series of like, hey, come to this tent. You're like, there's no tent. I'm like, there's a tent. You got to come. And you're at like a completely different stage across the, like the forest finally get you guys there and I remember getting everyone kind of like weaving our way into the crowd getting there and he puts on this live performance and I remember I connected with love in a way that I hadn't connected in a long time when I literally felt my heart expand open and for someone like myself who spends so much time up here in their head to be so embodied all I wanted to do was to love myself all I wanted to do was to love my people and that was when I realized that I didn't come to Okeechobee for the music I didn't come to Okeechobee for the, you know, for even the yoga, the acro acri- yoga, like all those things were fun and they were enjoyable. Why it really came was because I just needed some time to be myself with my people and not have to be filtered in any single way. I can curse. If I need to curse, I can dance the way that I want to dance. I can look like a hot mess, have dirt on my feet, dirt under my fingernails. My hair is all tossed over the side of the place. Who knows? Maybe sometimes how I got makeup on my face. I don't know where that came from. Like, Waking up With nothing in the, but a t-shirt on. Nothing but a just waking up feeling like hammered ass, just not looking.
1: Oh my god, you just making me think of that song. Go ahead. Dude. <sighs> I get it. I get it. And it's and and the thing is, we all we all wanted you we all wanted each other to be in love with ourselves, which it's a weird concept, you know, nobody so was weird. asking something from somebody else or, you know, like, like, like going back to your rela- relation our relationship with our family deep down, we, we, when, like, when I'm spending time with my parents deep down, I'm like I'm acting through almost a filter of, I want them to be proud of me. I want, I want to do the things mm. that I know that they would be proud of me. But when when we're in that environment, when we're in this totally liberated environment where our friends are giving us ultimate space and our friends are like, you have this opportunity for growth and this opportunity for learning and I want to give you all of the space and all of, of the resources that you need to expand and to grow in your own individual ways and there's no right or wrong way to do that, then it's like this strange feeling of like, wait, what, oh, what? Who am I? And then you like try and you're like frisbee like this is me. This I'm I'm I, I like the frisbee like this is authentic and dance and then love and express and I'm, like oh crap like <laughs> like this is me and and like look at me you know what I mean and and just like let your most authentic self and most raw self shine and know that that's accepted and that's love. and really that 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 day. That we were watching San holo and we were like, you know, looking for you guys, and we're like, oh, like, okay, I think this is here, and and we finally got to one place, and I was like, I was like, you know, it was Sunday, I was feeling a little tired. It was like towards the end of, end of the day, and then I like saw your 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 illuminate, like I saw the way you were like illuminating, and and I saw how bright you were, and like the way you were just like injecting like love into other people and it just like brought me all the way back up into myself which is interesting because like I like I was like oh yeah that's right like this is still an opportunity for me to like like freely express love and 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 open up my heart and and show the most raw version of myself and and still be authentic And and this this time should be valued heavily and and should be savored and you reminded me to savor that moment with you and with those people and and you being you you being the most authentic version of yourself wolf is an infectious catalyst for other people to be the most authentic version of themselves and and to and to express themselves because it's a reminder that we're all children and and we're all just like playing you know what i mean and you brought that out of the group in that in that day and i hope you know that you like really you brought everybody to this streamlined level where it was like this this same frequency the same flow and we were all flowing together and it was beautiful thank you
0: i appreciate the acknowledgement and i also not to deflect whatsoever to I really I hear that and I appreciate it and also like a big product of that is you guys like <clears throat> there's a there's a big thing in my psychology I think most people's psychology that when we feel safe we feel comfortable uh opening up to a certain degree it's kind of like the whole the old onion analogy you, you know, you're you gently peeling back the layers. In the beginning, we have this, this mask, this front, this idea of who we believe that we need to be in order to be liked, to be accepted, to be validated. Because at its core, we're, we're tribal in nature. Like go to our roots, like being kicked out of the tribe is one of the most awful punishments that you could ever receive. That hmm And for me, like that was a real tribal moment where, and I love this analogy, it's like energetic ping pong. When I send, you know, a, a nice fat overhand to you, you're like fat backhand, like just, you just send it right, like, don't eat it, because then you've ruined the game. Don't eat it. That would, yeah, don't be do
1: describing anyone.
0: Well, let, let's at least get a couple pings and then right at the last day we can eat it and then we'll go away. To be like, oh, that was good.
1: Yeah. Millie's full. Ooh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it was like that. It was, it was like this energetic ping pong. And like, I felt like that was the moment, like in being there with you guys, like I gave myself permission. And in giving myself permission, I guess it also unconsciously did the same for others. And like, that's the thing, like, that's what this whole fall the wolf movement is about. I want to create a community of people giving each other permission to own every fucking ounce of your being. And I'm like super emphatic on the fuck because for a long time, it's been tough for me to own my cursing. Seriously. It's just like, so like condoned in my family. It's so just like outside of the paradigm. And just like to your point about the, the lens the, the lens through which we see the world is how we conceive the world. We call it perspective. We call it our beliefs. We call it our perceptions, our experience of reality. But there's reality, and then there's what we say about reality. And for me, the toughest thing now is, especially with this podcast is, you know, one of my biggest fears is, oh shit, like what if my family listens to this? Or what if somebody that doesn't know who I truly am listens to this? Because now you're about to see it real raw and dirty. Like this is just, this is who I am. And I'm working every single day on embodying, not 90, not 95, not 97%, as I recently heard in a Gary Vaynerchuk video, but being 100% me, because my hope is in doing that, it will inspire other people to do the same because I think that when we aren't that we have this cognitive dissonance this dissonance between who I want to be and who I think I need to be when we're not living with who we want to be I think that that's when anxiety depression sadness grief because we're always playing an act and My goal is to be so fully myself that it comes to the point where I can look my family, I can look anybody in the eye and say, in me loving myself and being who I truly am, I can now more fully love and openly accept you for not accepting me as I am. And if you can, awesome, if you can't, I still love you, but I can't continue to be this facade of... A person showing up as anything other than me, not from a disrespectful place, because I never want to be disrespectful, but from a, as long as I don't show up as who I am, I will unconsciously never be able to fully love you as you are because I haven't fully loved myself as I am.
1: Yeah, I resonate with all those things heavily, Um, and it's not easy. It's a very difficult journey, but I think when we, and as we reveal our most authentic self and we see that our most authentic self is received and is loved. Then we can begin to relearn our conditioning about the filters of who we think that we have to be. Mm-hmm. And the the narrow kind of filters that we create for ourselves that fluctuate depending on our audience and the people that we're around. Which is something we do to adapt and, and to to create peace and, and to maintain love, but really it's it's not a it's not our it's not our zone of growth. It's not existing within our zone of growth. It's like, okay, I'm going to sacrifice my growth to uh, exist in this realm because I care about these people and I want to appease these people, but I'm sacrificing my growth for this period of time. And then when we come back to ourselves, we're like, well, who, you know, who, who, who really am I when we're constantly sacrificing our authenticity to to cater to other people then we it, it just slows down the process of us blossoming into our ultimate self and when we blossom into our ultimate self then we are able to to create a powerful magnetic difference in in the world that that is that is that that really like takes that Within that that place of growth, we can really take our environment and, and our 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 direct influences to a new level of growth that will be more resonating over the over the course of many generations, as mm-hmm. opposed to just doing everything we can to appease this current existence right now, which is just fitting within the the grooves of the streets that currently exist, as opposed to saying no, I we need better. We, we need repaved. We need cleaner. We need, we need improved. You know what I mean? It's, it's hard to say that it's especially as for like, just speaking for myself, the kind of person I am, I've always been this people pleaser where I'm, I'm wanting to make sure that the people around me are safe and are happy. And it's so important to me. It's such a big driver and and motivator to the point where I am, I am non-confrontational and I am kind in the face of situations within which if I were to be more assertive and more direct would actually bring better value to my relationship with those people mm. or bring, bring, maybe bring possibly provide the possibility of something um, that would bring a positive change in the world. And so my journey is to, is to look at myself in the face and say, "I'm going to be real and authentic with what I'm feeling in that situation, even when it's not the thing that is going to make the person I'm communicating with the most happy and the most content." Hmm. Um, and then doing that, putting that into action, which is a huge fear, you know, and I, I my heart races when I when it comes to like confrontation or assertiveness. I'm like. My heart, I can just feel it, like racing. I'm like, hey, this is how I feel. This is what's going on with me right now. And then the person is like, "Oh, okay, like that makes sense. Thanks for sharing that with me." I'm like, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> "I'm like, okay, like that that works, but we have to do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We have to, we have to be steadfast in in our current truth. And if it if it is." And if it's a scenario with, within which our current truth at that time is, is not real, then in being assertive and being real, then maybe somebody else will have the, the um, compassion to say, like, that's actually, you know, like, here's an alternative perspective. I appreciate that, but here's an alternative perspective, and this is why, and just take that too, you know what I mean, and, mm-hmm. and move with it.
0: You make a great point about the the piece and perspective and how, for example, like going and bringing that, that thing that's been on your mind to a person like, yo, Charles, it really, really bothers me when you talk over me in conversation. Like whenever we do that, it makes me feel like unseen, unheard and unnoticed. And I don't think you do it intentionally, but I just wanted to let you know, because It's like, I I don't think that you mean to, but it doesn't support me. And like, it ends up like distorting my view of you. And I don't want that. Like I'm, I'm committed to love. Like sometimes it takes having that conversation and oftentimes the person doesn't know, they don't even realize that, you know, they've been unintentionally, you know, kind of stomping all over like your voice or your authenticity or having, you know, what you need to be said and the fear often comes up of well, what if I speak my truth and it causes some issue over there with that person. But at a core level, part of me thinks that, you know, we could say that, but a lot of times it comes down to a wanting to be accepted on our own end. Like, Oh no, if I say this and it could cause divisiveness. And the only way to what we want is through whatever garbage is kind of in that path. Like we said, like the acknowledging of it, but it's like with our problems, it's, it's like a pimple. If you look at it from really far away, like in the mirror, it's like, Oh, that might be a pimple. But if you put that shit under a magnifying glass, of course, it seems like it's way worse than it actually is. Like that in and of itself is like very similar to anxiety. Like what you focus on where energy, where attention goes, energy goes. So if you're focusing on how bad something can go, not only, and you know, just to kind of go into like the, the energetic, the quantum field and all that in focusing on that, like the, 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 the universe, the, the quantum field is it's objective. Like if you're saying you don't want this thing by very nature of us focusing on it, we're pulling it towards us because it's objective. It it doesn't get the the confusion of like you saying you don't want it is like the universe, just like you're talking about it. You must want it. So in us, you know, focusing on this, potential outcome, which may or may not happen when the result ends up coming. It's like we've, we've died 10,000 deaths just to get to this, you know, seemingly, you know, maybe one minute, five minute, 10 minute, you know, maybe it goes on for a week or a month type conversation that ends up in something deep. And this is something common, I think, inside of like committed intimate relationships. When you know, on a certain level that the person you're with although you may love and care about them there's something not quite right coming together but whether it's like you know a fear of the unknown and not being with that person or whatever it is we we end up perpetuating this thing and then the animosity grows and and what was a tiny little ditch turns into this massive massive value look down you're like holy shit, how did we get here? I am 20 feet underground. And it could have been resolved with, as Eminem said, cleaning out my closet, like go and have that conversation, yeah, it may suck, but the anxiety of it causes you way more pain than the thing in and of itself if you just deal with it and always, always, always be intentional about it. For example, Charles, like, it, it really, like, hurt me when you, like, you you cut over me in conversation and, like, I know it's not your intention versus it being, like, this divisive, like, screw you, you're you're a shitty person. Like, why do you keep doing this? Like, there's distinctly different intentions and it always comes back to what is your commitment? Are you committed to being to love and and openness and connection? Are you committed to being right and proving that person wrong or, you know, trying to avoid certain things and put up this armor? Like, what are you, where are you coming from in that? Because our intention is ultimately propped in our action and the action often is what's pointing at the result.
1: Yeah. I, that was, it's interesting. I, I really felt that like, when you when you created that proposed that example of, of like you know it really hurts me when you talk over me and and that like you know I feel like I'm not I'm not hurt or I'm not as important. I was like I was like whoa today like I like I like my bad my bad I was it needs like, you go oh, that deep crap. like that's like me. That's like my most like authentic version like oh I I did something to like hurt somebody or or like something that I did like brought, brought like sadness to somebody. Like I need to address that immediately. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's this, yeah, it's, it's so interesting because you were using that as an example, but like, I, I like felt it. I was like,
0: I was, like, <laughs> I was there with you. I was you. Like,
1: looking over like what I did. I was like, when did I do that? <laughs> do I do that? And how can I not do that anymore? <laughs> like, Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, it's, but part of it is this desire for, for growth and to expand beyond. Oh yeah. Given this opportunity to like, when somebody else gives us this, this opportunity, like, Hey, this is coming from a place of love. This is coming from a place of like, I care about you and I'm expressing this strictly through the filter of, I care about you. I think that this would bring so much more value to your life. Then you're like, well now I have this physical understanding of what to work from. And now I can now I can search deeper into that because we don't always know. We don't know what we don't know. We
0: don't know what we don't know,
1: yes. That's from that's from that. <laughs> you know what that's from.
0: Yep, yep, landmark. Yeah,
1: yeah. I got I got little pieces of that from my roommates but I like that, you know, we don't know, we don't know what we don't know. And, and in order for us to know, sometimes we, somebody has got to be like, yo, like take it or leave it. But like, I just experienced this with you and it's affecting my relationship with you. And then, you're like, yes. well, then what's more important? Is this thing more important or is my relationship with this person more important? And that's, you know, and that's-
0: Brilliantly said
1: you can you can move from there you know what I mean because sometimes the thing that you are experiencing and expressing is more important to you and, and does have more value to you than than some relationships you know what I mean it, but you know what I mean it, you know you know when you know you, your intuition tells you and, and you learn to follow and trust your intuition and see where understand other people's intentions and where things are coming from creates opportunity for more as you follow your intuition and, and it brings greater value to your life then you learn to to trust yourself more and you it's part of building a relationship with yourself. but it's hard it's hard work but it's worthy work it's, it's hard work but it's worthy.
0: yeah i honored that and i'll be the first to admit that my connection to my intuition is something that is like, did you ever play Skyrim or any role-playing RPG video game ever?
1: Um, I've been playing The Witcher with Jenna lately.
0: Okay, so I think that one's an RPG, but anytime you have like levels and like each level you get like better gear, like better weapons or you get like add-ons. Have you ever played oh, anything like, like
1: God, that? Oh, I mean, yeah.
0: So I, I used to play like a shit ton of World of Warcraft. I also played call of duties and, and like things like that, but you would go through this like leveling sequence and like from level one to level two, if it was called duty, you get like a new gun or you get like a camo or like whatever it is. Like you would, okay. you would unlock things. I just lost my train of thought. And it'll probably circle back around when it's done skirting around the block. I, I know. Well, I was this. thinking
1: about like I was like, oh, oh, that's not an RPG at all. What I said, I don't think Witcher Witcher is like a first person type of game. I don't know if it's RPG role playing game. I think like because World of Warcraft is more like Command and Conquer kind of, right? Like, I mean. No, so Command & Conquer is like oh, th- no, third no, no, no.
0: person. I played Command & Conquer too. That was that was like a third person strategy game where you'd like build up your armies and like get more resources and like try to blow up other people's armies. World of Warcraft was third person, but you have a character and like you develop the character through like level one, two, three, and like you get all these skills and uh, you can get dragons and ride on them, like all kinds of like crazy shit. I, I played way too many video games
1: growing up. That was...
0: That was so, my... man. I,
1: my family, we there was like four years of my life where I didn't have a TV at all. I grew up in a house where when I, I got an N64, I got into N64 for like my 16th birthday and it was one of the best moments of my life. But I, didn't <laughs> know it was be, I didn't know it was going to be used as a tool to like control me for the, like the next five years of my life. It was like, I was like allowed like an hour, an hour and a half of like gameplay and then... Like, only after I got all my chores done, all my homework done. And it was so specified, and it was, like, so stressful. But but it also was good, because I, in that experience, I've really never had this temptation to, like, spend a, a, a large majority of my time on, on games. I just lose interest quickly. But also, sometimes I'm like, man, I wish I wish i played more video games it looks like fun i want to i want to spend more time doing that
0: that was uh that was an aspect that i i gave up for the most part when i that was so that was my reprieve when i was at my deepest pit of my depression that was like video games like that was my escape that was that was how i left everything behind like my I like project on a wall play video games like in dark spaces and just totally leave behind all of you no know, reality uh but you know i actually only recently like my dad was playing call of duty he just started playing call of duty and uh <laughs> he's been, like playing and he's like you want to try it's like i haven't played games ever and like he's been like playing and i went on and like popped up to the hardest difficulty crushed it and like walked down he was just like come on like i still I got, like i still got it like i can still you like i still got it i, still you got got it. It. I can still to remind your dad I just kind of like, Dad. Look, you can keep playing, but you still. I will absolutely just mush your face in the mud and like crush you and like do it blindfolded and like <laughs> like with it. You can adjust the controls. So, like you can have different settings where it's like this buttons over here. I could like have all the buttons messed up, not know what they do, and just like I go to shoot you, but accidentally I knife you, and it's it's a whole thing. <laughs> one arm just, like on my back.
1: Really good. You just you're just like one of those. <laughs> characters that just has like insane luck like you like slip and fall and shoot the right person. yeah <laughs>
0: the bullet bounces off the ground shoots through a sheet of glass and then that ricochets off of some like some chick's butt and then like somehow that bounces off and like hits the dude and it's just like how did that happen that just defied all logic oh, on that like, one really makes no on, sense you're like,
1: hey, this is how connected i am to the universe like <laughs> the universe literally <laughs> served me <laughs> i can I can walk blindly and the universe will just put the right things in my path in my path. That's hilarious.
0: That's a, that's, that's so a good funny. place to operate from. It's like the trust, like, ah, no matter what happens, yeah. the universe has got my back all the time.
1: Yeah. If you're like, if that was like the application of like reality, that would be, that would be kind of fun actually. Like knowing that whatever you do, just like the, you will be okay and like the universe is just gonna create safety like for you and the universe is gonna get you back like you've just like got that much karma you just got like, yep. so much built-up karma that you're like I'm gonna jump off a cliff without a parachute and like an eagle comes and swoops you up <laughs> and <sets> you- <laughs> in like a field of like strawberries and you
0: like, nice. How did I get here? Wow. This is real nice. Oh, it's mating season. Yep. I Yep. Mm, I can see that happening right over there. Y'all are really <laughs> just in here back, back full circle. You, you know, it's, it was funny. Me and my dad always made that joke about how we wish uh, how we wish there was just like unlimited respawns, like in a video game, just like, you know, you could totally just like, eat shit and you'd be fine. Like, Oh, okay. I got unlimited respawns and unlimited bullets or whatever. Like I
1: got everything I need. I'm good. (laughs) Like Deadpool basically. (laughs) Like, yeah, you could learn so much cool stuff. You would get so good. You would, you would get so good at like some of the most ridiculously crazy things. Like something like base jumping, you know what I mean? If I, if I knew I could not die, I would base jump so much and I would like get so good at base jumping. But the fear of base jumping has prevented me, fear of death, that's totally prevented me from doing base jumping. Also, it's expensive, but like, I feel like if somebody like handed me like, hey, go base jumping right now, I'd be like,
0: mm.
1: no. <laughs> let me think about, no. That. I don't trust myself in that. Colin does that, so speaking start, of Colin. Like, you got like a regression for me, like, I'm always start by like, um, skydiving with some like frequent skydiver holding me and like rubbing my head and telling me everything is okay the whole time and I don't have to do anything, but just like not stop breathing. That sounds like a good start. That's kind of what skydiving is. The first like four times you skydive, you're like attached to like a baby, you know, like those, like, those like the, like the dad baby pack where like the dad like, <laughs> on the chest and you're just like, like bouncing on like the chest of the dad like that's that's basically i've skydived once really you skydive nice oh you haven't skydived no i've never skydived you're not oh
0: you got a fear of that one too
1: Two, man what are you making a list of all my fears
0: well no i mean base jumping i get that's completely different oh. but skydiving <laughs> oh, yeah, sky, yeah. skydiving's uh it's, no it's, i don't
1: think that i'm i don't think that i'm a necessarily afraid of sky- what i'm saying is that like <laughs> i'm down to go skydiving because i'm literally like like packaged by another human packaged. and like some like some like frequent skydiver is like there like literally holding me on his chest and like you know giving me that security throughout so i'm i'll probably skydive because that's what skydiving is um but i just I think that i haven't sought out the opportunity and the opportunity hasn't like made itself readily available so that's why i haven't done it but i don't think it's like in my list of top 10 right now i'll say that it's
0: kind of cool i'll do it 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 would be funny to see you attached to like some mountainous man with a nice beard and like he's just kind of like walking you're just like uh, uh," and meanwhile like you're getting completely like chastised by this this harness that's between your legs because that's how it'd be like they're just like super tucked in and tight like everything's <laughs> just real yeah it's like, like a, my it's feet like a, are
1: hanging right over the ground yeah back and forth it's gonna be me when i when i go to go skydiving i'm like like, before we ever get on the plane, like, when I sign up, I'm like, okay, which guy am I going to get strapped to?
0: Let's go. <laughs> like, oh, Tiny right over there. And it's like, big guy walks out. Like, just got off the bench. And, like, he has no neck because all trap. He's just, like, a, like a thumb. a thumb. So heavily. He's just a thumb. Just... Or, like, a
1: t- like, if I get, like, attached to a Tiny guy, like, one that's, like, oh my foot. And I'm, like, I'm, like, twice his size, but he's, like, still, like, holding on. That would be kind of awkward. That'd be funny, though.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thinking of all these scenarios. How did we get here? How did we get here? I don't know. It all started (laughs) with a video game reference. It all started with the World of Warcraft and Witcher, which, sadly, I never figured out what my point
1: was about bringing that up. But so is life. Matter. Does not matter. We went there. And we'll go there again, probably. What other... What? What's, are there any like physical things that are maybe some people are, have like a total nonchalance about and bravery with that you find that you, you have like this like irrational fear associated with? Tell me your fears. My fears? Spiders.
0: Really? It's, it's a healthy fear for sure. Like I don't, I don't fucks with spiders. Like, they're although they're extremely tiny I've actually seen Black Widows before Um, or not Black, yeah, the Black Widows Uh, so I've, I've I don't know It's like, spiders are creepy, there's some creepy crawly boy. Who knows, maybe in a past life I got, like, mauled By, like, a giant spider, some shit out like The Hobbit, like, straight out of The Lord of the Rings Like, there's just, like, this massive spider just like coming in just like preying on people and like wrapping them up and it's and it's spider silk and you just sit there and watch it as it gnaws on you like i don't know maybe something crazy like that happened or i don't know like but maybe. spiders aren't too bad i, I really over sensationalized it on that one i feel like i had to go
1: there um well they're what... not as bad now that we live indoors you know it's I, th- I think like there's some fears that are like biological and almost genetic And then there's some fears that are learned. I think some fears might, some like very biological fears might be like in our DNA, like the fear of spiders or the fear of snakes. Like, like it's not, why are like all monkeys afraid of snakes? I mean, I don't know this for sure, but I've heard that all like monkeys are like terrified of snakes and anything that's similar to a snake. Even if it's like held in captivity, it's going to freak out and be like, get that snake away from me. Uh um, <laughs> karate chops it. <laughs> which would be a very good defense against a snake. That's probably what I would do. I'd karate chop a snake if I was never approached by a snake. But <laughs> I, I think there are some I think there are probably some fears that are biological, like a fear of spiders. I don't personally have like a extreme fear of spiders, I grew up in a homestead. And um, actually my brother works for worked for this company that genetically spliced um, golden orb weaver spiders with with um, I think it was with sheep's milk and got like made it like worked with this company that was literally like splicing jeans to make it so that um, sheep were, were producing milk that had the spider silk in it and then the spider silk could be used to make textiles. It's really crazy. I don't totally understand it myself. But I know that <laughs> my brother's company that he was working for, paid me $20 per spider to like send them spiders. And they weren't killed before like, PETA jumps on me or anything like that. None of them were killed. They were kept alive in a, in a lab and their genetics were used, I don't know how exactly, their spider silk genetics, Not they weren't like cut open, I know that. They weren't like killed for this. They're spider-soaked. Disclaimer. Spiders. No
0: spiders were hurt yeah, during, <laughs> <yeah, exactly. laughs> during the shooting of this movie.
1: Yeah, no no spiders were But I, I went out and I caught, I would catch like 20 spiders and, and like box them with like crazy stuff and then send them and they'd pay me for sending them golden orb weavers. And it was so much fun catching the spiders. A little bit creepy when they would get on me. If they got on me, I didn't like that at all. I would jump but there are other things. that, are, Like, I was terrified of dogs as a kid.
0: Oh, that would suck. I could not be afraid of dogs. That would, that would ruin my life. I love dogs.
1: But I grew up in Homestead, and there were a lot of stray dogs. And every time I'd go for a bike ride, I would end up getting chased by some, like, neighbor with, like, a gate open or some stray dog. And, I would, like, my, I, I had That's to run my bike everywhere. And so yeah, I was out in, like, kind of the country. And so I, like, developed this... Irrational fear. And then i will go to my friend's house and I had the Labradors and they would like play with me, jump on me, try to lick me. And I'm like, oh God, <sighs> like climb up the tree and like knock them down from the tree while they're just at the bottom of the tree. Like, yo, we were just trying to play with you. I'm like, no, you're going to eat me.
0: <laughs> like over here, like picking Charles out of their teeth. Like, oh that was a that was a good human. Oh, he's really,
1: any more? You got any more of that? No? Fine. I mean, they're actually like adorable dogs. Who would it they're, like, drooling, like, all happy, and you're over here, like, ah! You know, don't even life. know that I'm terrified of them. Like, oh, we're running? We're running together. We're playing. No, I'm actually, like, running from you. I'm terrified.
0: hmm Fears are interesting. I mean, spiders are one. When I think of fears, most of mine now I realize are more, I mean, all of them are in my head, but, like, it's like, so for example, one of them I've distinguished recently is like the fear of loneliness and abandonment. That's not like a physical thing out in reality. Like there's few things when I look out into like the world of reality where I'm, and I'm sure someone could point one out and be like, yeah, like snakes, I have like a, like a healthy appreciation for like, if I see them, I don't freak out, but I'm definitely staying at a distance. I think think that's just like a healthy, like biological mechanism about that. But like when I look out into the world, I'm like, what do I know that I'm definitely afraid of? I mean, I could imagine if I did bungee jumping, I'd probably be, I'd probably crap my shorts all over the place, but I'd have fun. I would do it. And
1: then that crap would end up all over your back. Cause oh crap. yeah, totally.
0: I'd be wearing it and it'd be like, oh, you bro, you got cheetah print.
1: Like, nah man, that's caca. Like straight up, like that's caca down my sh- Screw. You see, I jumped and I pooped on the way down, man. And then when I <laughs> came all the way down, all the poop from my pants came and and moved onto my back and and into my hair and that's how we got here
0: and it's just i think it's this thing they call it gravity it's like 9.8 meters a second i don't even know i don't know how it works like the 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 trajectory and then all of the pressure and just i don't know g force like whatever it is like it it was it was was so beyond me i I missed that (laughs) lesson in class i wasn't there for that for that physics i mean you remembered
1: the formula you remembered physics clearly remember physics one at least e
0: equals 9. mc 8. squared 9.8 meters per a second, per second. Yeah, that. that was one thing man my my physics teacher was cool and all but he wasn't cool and all and we didn't we were not cool whatsoever he did not like me i think it's because me and my buddy we were like the jokesters in the class and i really just couldn't take him seriously because he was like old and was like the girls' bowling coach, and he had like one arm that was like bigger than the other, and he'd be like open, oh, kind of like flexing it and like hitting on the younger girls. I'm just like, bro, your entire everything is off like, like
1: his forearm,
0: yeah, like his like bowling form. Yeah, like, oh, girl, door. check out this forearm. I'm bowling. <laughs> I'm bowling. I'm bowling. We didn't
1: get along, man. I didn't, I probably could have gone a oh, lot more to that man. physics class than did I did. Did he wear like a polo? Like a like a like a like, silky kind of like glossy polo everywhere.
0: Not quite. More like that like checkered short sleeve. What would you call those? It's like it's like a, it would be like a checkered short sleeve polo, but not. It's like one of like those like sort of dressy, but like
1: real just button like down. Like what? Like a button down.
0: Yeah, like a like a three button, four button type thing. Oh,
1: okay, three buttons, kind of. Like a-
0: Yeah, real, real interesting. This is
1: important. This is important stuff. This is where we're getting into some good stuff. This is exactly
0: where you find exactly everything you've needed to learn your entire (laughs) life right now is in this very moment. This is the key to the universe. We have cracked the code. The Da Vinci has been revealed. You are welcome. This is the end of the podcast. Peace. (laughs) Just like cut (laughs) off like that. Like that's it. (laughs) We out. Enjoy that. Yeah. it's But... Fear, like most of mine now, the fears, it's like fear of loneliness and abandonment. That's been the biggest one. And especially with everything going on in the world, like right after we got out of Okeechobee, kind of like circling back and bringing this full circle. Like for me, prior to Okeechobee, which was, what was it April 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th? I think it was of 2020. COVID for me wasn't a thing in that yeah. I, I think it was starting to get here. And like we had our first cases of it, but it was still... Like, mostly, obviously, having most of its havoc being wreaked over in, in Europe and in China and things like that, places like that. And, of course, right when we got out, shit started getting real. And I right went from we pretty much, like, all festivals shut down. All events started shutting down. I went from, like, oh, okay, whatever, to, huh, interesting, to, oh, damn. Yeah. And... Now, you know, we've been in it's crazy to think about it, but I mean, hell, I think I've been in quarantine now for four weeks. And right when I got out of Okeechobee, I got strep bacterial infection and a virus, not COVID. And that was COVID 19. That was for three weeks. And i have already been isolated. And, you know, you and I, we've kind of been on this journey together. And that, like, I've been doing so much personal work between yoga and meditation. And now we added Wim Hof. We fasted for 48 hours. That just ended today. Um, Like working out every single day, like building out this podcast, doing all these things. And then I realized that, kind of circling back even to the beginning of the conversation, we talked about body talk. Like the thing that was beckoning for my love, ironically, right after Okeechobee, when we talked about heart and love, was my heart. And my heart was just like, oh man, like what is this? And it became apparent to me that I was constantly externally seeking validation from people outside of myself. And I was, like, really yearning and craving, like, straight up, like, cuddles. Cuddles is, like, the thing that I've been missing the most. I'm, like, it could literally be from from anyone at this point, anybody who's, like, open enough, just, like, all right, let's just, like, not do anything for a little bit. Like, that's been one of my biggest fears. So they've been more intangible for me lately. It's more in the subconscious beliefs of my brain and, like, that unhealed child self, so to speak, because my parents divorced. I think that's probably where it came from or something in that facet. I'm not really certain. I haven't fully distinguished it, but that's mostly where it comes from.
1: Yeah. It's, it's interesting. You, you bring that up. Um, I was talking to Jenna today. Jenna was expressing to me that, you know, she, she realized that like the lack of, of like ability to, to cuddle and to hug people, is like affecting her and and I I find that it's it's a although I am much more like like I am like don't hug me like don't (laughs) shake my hand you know what I mean I'm like practicing this thing of like I don't have any obligation to shake your hand or hug you and I don't want you to put that on me and I'm not going to just I'm not going to do it because like You expect it. I'm I'm not I'm not yeah, exactly. I'm going to set this standard here, but I think it's also affecting me because I'm you know, when I see people, I'm hey, you know, like what's up? Like I love you, I care about you from way over here. But I'm not like embracing them that I like I used to. And I'm not definitely not embracing as many people. Even even my roommates, you know, they're some of them are still working, coming and going, and I'm not as intimate with them as I once was out of this this like you know sense of like I want to do everything I can to reduce the spread and I want to come out of this knowing that I did everything I can and I did my part to help to keep other people safe and alive that's what's most important to me but also it's this strange like it's this paradoxical situation because other than this in our lives we're always told get out there go connect with people you know oh you're hurting you're you're sad break out of your shell a little bit, go, go embrace somebody, go be vulnerable around people. You know what I mean? That's not, that's like the, the antithesis of what's happening. That's contraindicated in this situation where we are antithesis love that word. Sorry. Yeah. That's where we're, we're, we're not, we are told not to do that. And it's, it's weird. We're like, how you know like that was one of our coping mechanisms but what like let's call upon these other coping mechanisms and and let's make use of these other other uh, mechanisms but it's a weird it's such a strange world and i i'm glad that we're doing this in the middle of this because this is going to be something that years down the road we're going to remember this and be like yo i did this you know podcast and like we talked about what we were going through and honestly i i need to talk about it every day i need to talk about True. What's happening, and for me, that's that's one way that I deal with it is like, you know, like this is uncomfortable. I'm I'm feeling anxiety. I I have a I have a fear of a loved one getting sick. I have a fear of getting sick myself. You know what I mean. I have a fear of spreading this horrible disease that is very uncertain and unknown. Um, and that's okay because that's the reality of what we're facing right now. And I don't want to pretend like it's not happening. I don't want to hide it, but I do want to acknowledge it and then move forward, past it. You know what I mean? Mhm. It is a <clears throat>
0: It's a frustrating place to be. It's a very frustrating place to be personally. I've done and when I say frustrating like the paradox as you mentioned, like I want to love on you and I also want to be responsible and I probably I won't lie. I'm not the number one best. I probably lean a little bit more towards the, I could do better side. However, in consideration, like I spend like 16 to 18 hours of my day. No, no, 21 to t- probably 21 hours of my day in the same room in the same four walls pretty much. Yeah, that's
1: intense.
0: And it can be a little bit maddening because at a certain point you are running into like this is it's like my big fascination recently has been neuroscience neurology and, and the, how our thoughts and our feelings and our actions ultimately are our personality as Dr. Joe Dispenza would say and our personal re our personality is our personal reality and our oh my headphones just died something's gonna switch one second okay can yeah. you hear me Hopefully there's not going to be feedback because my headphones just died that 's okay. We pivot and we figure things out so <clears throat> i uh, One of the things that he points out is that our external environment, like things outside of ourselves, can elicit thought and feeling patterns without our conscious knowing so for example if you were to see an ex in public whom you just your relationship just ended real real shit all of a sudden you just seeing them it triggers an immediate thought thoughts have physiological feeling effects it hits you right in the limbic brain hits you in the feelings and the end product of any experiences and emotion you're in essence as he points out you're living as a product of the past and i bring all this up because when you're in the same four walls or you're looking at the same things all the time, or you're doing the same things all the time, your thoughts, your feelings, your actions become the same. You're in essence living in the past every single day. You might have slight deviations, but they're saying that currently like 80 to 90% of our thoughts are the same as the day before. And, mm -hmm, and we have like, uh, I think it's like 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day. Like, if 90% of them, 80 to 90% of them are the same, and 80 to uh, 89%, 60 to 70, I think they said, are negative. Like, yeah it's important, as you mentioned, to be able to process and it comes to somebody like, in even this podcast, it's like purging because we're able to just like be open and honest about it. And, you know, maybe somebody listening, you know, in, in all of our goofiness and, and getting distracted and being all over the place and birds chirping. And like, when you can really get past all that, like maybe they actually hear something for themselves. That's like, Oh, I, I just need to hear that because I'm not the only one who does not have it all together and it's not all going perfect and it doesn't look all great. Like I've had multiple times when I've woke up and it's weird for me to have this where I've woke up in like anxiety and stress, like straight fight or flight freeze response. Like my heart's like racing and like, whoa, like I just like, this is not how I wanted to start my day and being able to have those conversations, talk to your people. That's like one of the things I told you and I've been telling all my friends. I was like, please, for the love of God, just, Fucking text me, call me, like do something, reach out because you can't solve the problem at the level it was created. This isn't just a cute idea of philosophy, like this is science. Like Einstein said it, and I don't know the exact quote, but he said that you can't transform something at the consciousness it, it was created if you're in a consciousness, the context of anxiety and fear and to give kind of a framework to what context is, content, context gives, and this is something from one of my coaches, it's one of the most brilliant things I've ever been taught, content, context gives space to content. For example, if I hold up my finger and I say, what is this in the context of numbers? You'd say one. One. I said what is this in the context of directions you'd say up so what is this in the context of fingers It's the point of finger so context gives gives uh, gives life to content so if my context is anxiety and I can't solve the problem at the level it was created meaning I'm already having all of these thoughts inside of this context of anxiety Me trying to think about it only drives me into an even more agitated state of that because those thoughts lead to more thoughts, and in and of itself, like those thoughts are feeding themselves nastiness and poison. It's being able to reach out to your people, it's being able to just say, Yo, Charles, I feel like Dookie, and my thoughts are at a civil war right now with themselves, and I'm fine. I just wanted to let you know I'm fine, like, I'm, I'm gonna be okay, but I just had to get out of my own head about it because. I just, it's not serving me. It's, it's really crushing me. Like, I, I think there's something really important about being able to hold that space for somebody and have them know that I got you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think we all need that right now. We all need to break out of our own thought loops and thought circles for a moment and talk to somebody who really cares about us and who can offer, offer us, insight from a different context just like you said um i find that i'm needing that frequently these days as i like get trapped in certain thought patterns i mean i i have a i've always had anxiety it's been a um it's been a passenger in my life for all of my life fortunately i've i've learned how to accept it and work through it and, and um, give love to it. But stuff like this, what's going on right now is really just, it's a huge exacerbator of of those kinds of tendencies. And it's a, it's for me, it's like ultimate kind of learning and growth experience. If I choose to see it that way and I, and it's hard, Um, but it's, it's what is currently. It's what it mm-hmm. is right now. It's what... It, there is no other this. There is only this. This reality. Um, like you said, like there's my thoughts and then there's reality. Reality is going to be here no matter what. What I have control of is, is the, my thoughts and the direction of my thoughts. And And sometimes we need a little help and that's okay. Sometimes we need to call a friend and be like, Hey, I'm. This is what I keep thinking, and I'm hurting, and it's bothering me. And then, you know, they offer some insight because there's always, there's always another way of viewing it. There's always another realm. There's always another filter. There's always another pers- perspective that can break you out of this these cycles and the cycle that we get into. And it's helpful to remember that. It's really helpful, like you said. It's makes a big difference when we can grab ground, it's grounding, right? What is this idea of grounding? Well, the grounding, grounding is just like taking it back to where you are. What is the ground you're on right now? Cause mm-hmm. we get so far over here. We get so far into the what ifs and the what could be and the what, what was and the what, what should have been that we like forget to, just express gratitude and show love and and find growth and play in where we are in this, in this current moment. And I'm, as I'm saying this, these words, I, I am reflecting on how much of a hard time I've had personally with that. And, um, and how, although it's easy and nice to say the process of doing it requires real, real work and real, dedicated time and and some failure and and effort and then failure and then effort and then failure and then effort and then success but um, but it's so real and it's so much our reality and it's it's very human it's very raw it's very much who we are sooner we just accept that we are emotional and hurting but also growing and opportunistic and adaptable beings Sooner we can begin putting work in to grow through through our challenges. And to those of us who survive will be the vast majority of us. Hmm. We will, there will be this beautiful sunrise on the other end. And there will be this beautiful re-becoming and reintegration and, and embracing and joyous celebration of life and of love and it will be global unlike the world we've never seen but right now in order to get there we need to suffer and go through this hard time Mm. and experience all the feelings and feel all the feelings and all the emotions and just dive
0: and everything you said i had something A quote pop up in my head if this isn't the person who had actually said it I'm sure someone's gonna be like that wasn't who said it, but I think it was I think it was Gandhi who said that if you want to know where you're supposed to be look at your feet and now that I'm thinking about it I don't think it was Gandhi. I think it was someone else and it's totally leaving me But the quote still stands. It's still great. And that is if you want to know where you're supposed to be look at your feet and I will be the first person to admit that one of my deep rooted fears that I'm currently reprogramming is the fear that I will only ever be good enough if, if I have this much money in my bank account, if I have achieved having the business, the coaching business, the life coaching business that I've been working on, if that's successful if this podcast actually has people listen if I am in a relationship with somebody who loves me if I like that has been the driving force for so much behavior and what I realized is that that was why I got to my high my college graduation was like what the fuck like I spent the first 22 years of my life for this so to speak when I say 22 like obviously I wasn't really schooling when I was like born to did but you get what I'm saying like that was the path I was going. Like all this education was like for this 10 seconds of like nothingness. And it became this, well, you know what, maybe that's not it. Maybe it's this thing. And maybe it's this thing. It's like this mule trying to chase around a carrot. We get in this hamster on a wheel, rat race, trying to, you know, go, 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 go. But what now I'm focusing on more than ever is where I'm supposed to be. Look at my feet because the majority of my anxiety My unworthiness, my shame, my guilt comes from I must do, 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 do. And then one day, one day I'll be worthy. And it is a bullshit lie. And wherever it came from,
1: you know, I honor it. And at the same time, every sense of joy, of peace, of fulfillment comes from
0: being exactly where you're at and knowing that this is where I'm supposed to be. Like, yes, I have this long-term vision for this coaching business in junction with this podcast in junction with honestly, like my biggest goal now more than ever is to create a community of people who are committed to helping each other achieve their highest good, their highest being their highest expression of themselves. And Where I'm at is right here in this moment with Charles, and we're doing what we need to do, and these are the steps that need to be taken in order to be able to look back 5, 10, 15, whatever, however many years it takes for it to give wings. But these are the times, these are the lessons that are laying the foundation for who it is
1: that, or what it is that this follow the wolf movement is about. And, excuse me, my
0: my hope, my prayer for myself and for anybody who hears it is that we just take a little bit more time to honor where we're at, because as long as we feel like we're perpetually chasing something, we'll never be able to see the beauty in this exact moment. Being able to look you in your eyes as best of my ability through this virtual screen and just be like, I fucking, I mean, as I fucking love you. And I'm so grateful that we have this time together.
1: I love you too, man. I'm very grateful that you created a space to have this time and communicate and share this, share our, some of our most, intimate and real thoughts and in a medium that could potentially help other people that's the ultimate goal just like share the love because love is not love is not a non-renewable resource love is not <laughs> love is not a love is not fleeting love is not dying love grows. Love love grows and catalyzes as you express it. The more you express it, the more abundant it becomes. That's the beautiful thing about it. It only grows from expression. Mm. When you put it out, more of it appears. That's what we need, man.
0: Yeah. we're doing it man every single day putting out more love i think that that's that's it's so important to realize that love is never gone it's never gone anywhere it's just like we just we just have to see it again to acknowledge it what you focus on expands
1: that's real (laughs) and that's the that's the good and the bad what we focus on expands and becomes and formulates and, and precipitates into, into reality. Ah, we have to be so careful with our thoughts. Mm. So intentional with our thoughts. It's hard, hard in this world. Jeez. Why do they got to make it so hard? <laughs> Man, but, you, but it's good. It's, it's worth it. Uh,
0: my friend, I think that this is a perfect conclusion to this journey that we've had together. First and foremost, before actually, before I say my goodbyes, and everything that we've talked about, we've talked about a lot. It's been fun. It's been so much fun. Oh my God. Okay. I had so much fun. If, if I were listening to this, you were listening to this, or your past self, or anyone were listening to this, maybe think about your past self. This is I've never asked this question before, but if you're past self for listening to this, if you could say one thing, like one thing to leave them with, some action, something that they could take on, like maybe it's a quote, but leading to some kind of action, because ultimately, like if anyone gets anything from this, and I've said this times, and I'm I'm a million times, and I'm willing to sound like a broken record, don't just let these conversations be another good thought. Like, go and have that difficult conversation with somebody from the intention of love. Go and speak your truth. Go and base jump if that's what you're being called to do <laughs> if like whatever it is please go and 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 do that thing don't let it just be like, oh that was a good idea and click on the next podcast or go to the next swipe on social media or tiktok like take and do something with it but if it were you charles if you could give your past self for anyone just like one thing to take with them that could really make a difference what
1: would that be It would be to, to let go of what you think you should be, let go of what you think society and, and the I don't even like the word society, I wish it was a better word, it's so played out, but. But generally, your parents and the the systems which you you that which have been exerting some sort of influence on you throughout your life want you to be for a moment, not not totally, because there's purpose and everything. But for this time that you have right now, really, uh, it's important. <laughs> <laughs> really. trying so,
0: to say some trying to say some wise shit right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> helicopter. Yeah, it's okay. I'm sure the helicopter. Can- But for this time, give yourself time, one hour, give yourself one hour to explore who you truly are Mm. and to whittle down all of the things that you were told to be into who you truly believe that you are and then accept who you are, accept that first. Bring acceptance and bring love and bring life, whatever that is, who you truly are, whatever that might be for you, even if it's scary, even if it's uncomfortable for you to witness yourself in this most authentic way, mm-hmm. just just douse it in love and douse it in care and 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 then move from there, work from there.
0: So brilliant, so brilliant. It's perfect, Charles. I I really do thank you for that, and it it really perfectly ties into this kind of conclusion, kind of bringing it all together. For one, if if you're listening and you want to get a in touch with my man Charles, I'm going to have those details in the show notes. Is there anything in particular you'd like to say to them? Whether it's like follow me here, check out this, anything that pops in your head.
1: Well, the 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 primary place that I post things and and just I I never explain this, but I'm I'm a movement coach. Um, I am a physical therapist assistant. I have a a license in therapy. I'm also a fitness trainer. I've been doing personal trainer, personal training for over almost like a decade now, I think going to be a decade next year. And, um, um, and what I care and am am very passionate about is helping people connect with their physical body in a Mm -hmm. way that is authentic and real and true to what to their desires and their goals, kind of t- tying back into what we've been doing this whole time. I, I, I try to help people find what the 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 expression of movement and the expression of of, of health and physical health that is most authentic to them and and capitalize on that and make sure that that is. Done, perform safely and effectively, and in a way that's going to bring longevity and value and health to their joints and to their physical body over the course of their whole life. i'm an educator in that sense. Um,
0: uh oh,
1: we lost him. I'm and back. back. I'm back. <laughs> that was a stupid phone call. And if you want to follow me then follow movement coach underscore charles on instagram because that's the primary place that i post my good my goodies my good stuff good stuff the good good the good good and, and I'll, he'll, he'll, he'll write it out for you guys at the end at I, will, I will send coach you a falcon
0: oh. individually you will get a falcon and it will bring a note with with that all you got to do is is email me wolf at hotmail.com. No, I'm kidding. No, who uses hotmail? <laughs> <laughs> AOL.com. AOL. <laughs> Rocket Mail. <laughs> yes, yeah, I, will, I will have that in the show notes and kind of bring it all together to your point. Obviously, uh, this has been an absolutely brilliant conversation. And what you wanted to leave people with is at least how I heard it was taking that time to. Really, be with yourself and figure out who you truly are, and to let that be your expression. And for those of you listening, that's what all of this is about. Follow, follow the wolf. Follow your wolf. Find what it is to be who it is to be your true self, and to live as an expression of that. Overcoming what any external thing outside of ourselves says we're supposed to be, or we should be, or you have to be. Follow your light. Follow love. Thank you so much for listening from the bottom of my heart to yours. I love you. And thank you for choosing to follow the wolf.
1: Thank you for having me, brother. It's been a joy.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Love you,
1: friend.